One of the biggest obstacles artists face in the music game is access. Getting access to the people that can make it happen or access to the information and resources you need to get to the next level. That's the key. That's why you need two of the biggest in the game on your side. Introducing J.R. McKee. Plugs, you are now tuned into the greatest, most informational, educational, plug-giving podcast that there is, The Real Industry Plugs. And I have my brother on here with me today. This is real family right here. Certified Pat is in the building. This is a senior. Let me let the hand clap. Let me let the hand clap and go through because you deserve it. This is a senior director of A&R of Epic Records. That's his current title, but that don't really mean much to what this man has done for the city of Atlanta and for the music industry, period. You know what I mean? I feel like your name is way bigger than A&R and way bigger than Epic. When, when, when people say certified Pat, man, that name ring bell. So, you know what I mean? You've been my brother for a long time. So, first of all, thank you, sir. For coming to the real industry plugs. Nah, man, I've been I've been waiting on the opportunity to come up here. I just been I just been busy, bro. You yeah, nah, I understand. I understand. So so Pat, man, a lot of people you know that are tuned in. I love to introduce them to the real plugs. You know what I mean? I love to introduce them to the real people that are making things happen behind the scenes that you should know. You know what I mean? If you're looking to get into the industry, these are the people you should be following. These are the people you should be paying attention to. And Pat is one of those guys, man. So, so Pat, I, but I don't want to do it for you, man. Let let them know who are the artists that, that you have been part of their journey. You've been a big part of their journey. Um, Lil Uzi Vert, Playboy Cardi, Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl on the beat, the producer, and uh, I mean those just a few to name. Yeah, and, and Pat, you actually you're one of I tell I tell stories because people ask me for my opinions on records and opinions on artists, and you're one of the prime examples I always bring up. You are responsible for one of my biggest misses, and you know what that is? That's Playboy Cardi. Pat brought me to the studio with Playboy Cardi. In the beginning, before before the name Playboy Cardi rang any bells, Pat brought me to the studio with him. He like, bro, this the future. He's like, man, this is kids is on. And I told Pat, because Pat's my real brother. Like, I, I told him to his face. I said, man, this dude is not going. <laughs> I was like, Pat, bro, like, this is not it. I said that to his face, and Pat was like, nah, just watch. And the next thing you know, this guy is the biggest artist in the industry. And so I always bring that up when people ask me my opinion. I'm like, listen, I can tell you my opinion, but that don't mean it's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That don't, what, Pat, I just got to, off the bat, because you, you proved me wrong so, so wildly wrong. What did you see? Like, what, what was it that you saw that you just knew this guy was next? I mean, I just seen the conviction in him and his hustle and his vision. And, you know, I, Another thing that I I was able to do, I was able to just tap in into the culture that he lived in and his lifestyle and his demo. And I realized it was another it was another thing in music that a lot of people didn't see. Yeah. But I got to live it. So then I, I understood it. Yeah. And that that's the thing about music, what I learned, you know, especially from a situation like that, is like it's how does it make that that person feel? 
And Playboy Cardi music has a feeling to it that moves that young generation. You know what I mean? It's not it's not necessarily what he's saying. It's how he's making them feel. And you know, you listen to that music and you feel like a rock star. You feel like Playboy Cardi. And you were you were able to recognize that when I for sure couldn't, bro. I was blinded. Trust me, I was like, bro. I told Pat his face. And by the way, I, I have a few examples. I don't have many, but I have a few examples where I've told people that oh, that ain't it, and they went out and proved me way wrong. But Cardi was definitely one of the misses that that Pat was like, bro, just this is it. And I was like, no, it's not. And sure enough, he proved it. Hey, Jr. McKee here. Listen to all of my artists, managers, and executives. It's time to evolve into the streaming business. I'm the number one streaming executive in the industry with over 30 platinum and gold records in the last two years alone. I've been teaching everybody how to do what I do. So if you're interested in breaking through in the streaming business, go ahead and enroll in my masterclass to join my stream team community. The link's in the bio. Or visit our website, thestreamteam.club. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's your big homie, Boom, man. Checking in, Authentic Empire's own CEO. If you want to set up a meeting, you want to rock with the team, you want to get heard, all you got to do is log on to www.authenticempiremg.com or text the number 4485700040. Let's get it. Booming. So, Pat, let's get into the beginning of the journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like... Obviously, I know you're, you're from Ghana, right? But like, to where did, where were you born? Were you born there or here? I was born here. You were born here in Atlanta. Atlanta, Grady. Grady oh, I'm a Grady wow. baby for real. Another one, Amaretta. Be quiet. He is the real Atlanta. <laughs> Pat, damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know. So, so you really was born in Grady? Like, that's not like just thing you said. You were born in Grady. Born in Grady. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so you grew up in Atlanta then. Yeah. You from the so, but your parents are from Ghana. My parents from Ghana, West Africa. You know, when they came over here, you know, they ain't have much. So yeah, we lived in Capitol Homes. I was born in Grady, and then from yeah. there we moved to East Point, and Man. I grew up in East Point. You grew up in East Point. So, so at what point did did you lean music business? Was it in college or? I mean, it really, it really started in high school, but at the same time. I didn't know that I was leaning music business. I just knew I was leaning music. Yeah. Because being from Atlanta for real, I used to dance. I was Yeah, a, okay. You know what I'm saying? I was I was a what we used to tick and ragtop and all yeah. that type of stuff and that's how I kinda got my name in the city. And then even when I went to college I was still dancing. So I got my name in the city and I got kinda popular on campus. Yeah. And then we started throwing parties and from that point we start once we started throwing parties we started booking artists and that's when we started building relationships because when we started booking artists back then in college you know there was when I was in school there was no Facebook it was no Instagram so to be able to book an artist you had to come to the city and you had to find them like right. so if an artist was at a club we would go to the club um stand in line get in the club and then wait for the artist to get there and when they be walking to the VIP I would stand there in the VIP, stand by the VIP and be like, yo, uh, I'm trying to book you. I'm in yeah. Southern University. I'm in college, and I'm trying to book you, take you to my school. And that's how they got shows, too, because they're right. trying, trying to make some money. So I said, I'm going to take them to the college, and I would always get the numbers of the artists. Yeah. I mean, not the artists, but the artist managers. Manager. Yeah. So that's that's how I really, that's how my journey started. So we, would, we were doing that. So I was able to... Um, Start one of my strongest relationships in the game with Jason Jeter. Okay. Because at one point, T.I. was real. He was on the come up. 
Yeah. And T.I. had a party. Actually, I was at a 112 party. I'm yeah. telling my age. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already told it when you said T.I. was on the come up. Yeah. Like, that, that right there gave it away. <laughs> so I was at a 112 Peaches and Cream. It was the, it was the album release, Peaches and Cream. And T.I. was at the party with, with his manager, Jason G. They were standing next to each other. And I told him I want to book him at a show. And I used to just ask every artist's manager, I want to book him. Yeah. With no plans of booking him at that time. <laughs> yeah. But I would get their numbers. That's how I would connect. Right. And then, you know, when we get back to school, then I would start, you know, yeah. making a conversation, making the calls, and start booking artists. I mean, I booked T.I. for $1,500 first show I booked him. Wow. Jesus Christ. What, what song was he singing? Man, this is I'm serious. First mix, first album when he was still signed to LaFace before before. So all this is before Twenty Fours. Before everything. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like back then, bro, we booked Lil John. Um, we booked uh, what's my man? Killer Mike when he was hot. Yeah. CeeLo. Uh, who? Everybody, bro. Pastor Troy multiple times. That's yeah. at that time. Yeah. You know. I mean, you couldn't get no higher than Pastor Troy in Georgia. Jeezy. Down south Georgia Jeezy. boys. I mean, we gave Jeezy six thousand. Um, yeah. We booked. We booked. Uh, actually, it's crazy because the same party we booked Jeezy, Gucci Man was in line to come in. Yeah. To, to, because this one they was still cool. Yeah. So he was coming to support Jeezy. Wow. You see what I'm saying? That's crazy. And it's at, at Georgia Southern. Well, we had it going crazy down there. Dad, where was y'all getting the money to book all these people? I mean, we I mean the club owners, we was, you know, we was we was yeah. partners with the club owners. So, you know, eventually, you know, it started off being partners with the club owners, but yeah, then we made money then eventually we had our own money. Right, right. It's a it's a thing about business, bro. If you had an idea, the money would come. Yeah. You definitely. know what I mean? So y'all went to the club owners, listen, I can get this person. You know what I mean? Then y'all built up your own capital. Built our own capital and built our own brand. And I mean, we had Georgia Southern cracking to the point to where um, one of my cousins, he started throwing parties at West Georgia. Then my homegirl started doing Georgia State. Then I had some people at Clark. So we built, like, this network, yeah. you know what I'm saying, of young party promoters. And we pretty much, you know what I'm saying, we took over, this, we took over the state. Damn. And this is this is amazing college entrepreneurship is what you're telling me. Like y'all built a business in college. And we was building a business and we didn't know we was building a business. We yeah. was just making money, you know what I'm saying, having fun, meeting yeah. girls. And then as we started to progress and started to do bigger things, opportunities started to present themselves. Yeah. As far as like managers starting to want to stay down and stay connected because I mean, once they came to see what we had, right? You knew that they were still gonna tap in because it wasn't even just my network. It was like, okay, I book you here, then I send you to West Georgia, then I send you to Georgia State, then I send you to Clark. Yeah. Then, then we got people from Alabama calling because at the time nobody knew how to get artists. Right. So they was like, yo, could y'all book this artist for us? So we was we was booking artists in Savannah, yeah. Dosta. We just kept booking. We booking and booking and booking. That's crazy. And, and so. How long did this go on? Did you continue this after you got out of school? Yeah, man, I probably I probably continued this to roughly around 2013, 14.